know that each stage of life is unique and can be hard. We also know that you may have questions through it all. So meet Harvest with Sierra and Lee. We want to be with you in the moments of uncertainty and bring light and life to each question. Are we qualified to be giving advice? Barely. But we know some powerful women who are. Every other week, we'll bring you a podcast that we hope will encourage you, make you laugh, point you towards joy, help you think rightly about your season and the Lord. So let's reap an abundant harvest together. Welcome to Harvest. I'm Lee. I'm Sierra. And we are so excited that today is actually happening because we have a very, very, very special guest in the closet with us today. Um, And yeah, it's Crew, but also somebody (laughs) else. (laughs) Crew is just our forever closet friend now. Just for a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, until he starts crying more and then we're like, bye. Yeah, until he needs to play. (laughs) Um, And so our friend Dylan is here from from Midnight Midnight Ministry. Yes. And we are going to get into all of the things that Midnight Ministries is about. Dylan's going to share parts of her testimony um, and give us some really wonderful resources. If you're driving or you're at the office, Mm -hmm. make sure you listen to this again when you can write down some notes because she's got like 25,000 pages of notes. It's good stuff. (laughs) So you're going to want to write some of this down. I just counted. Just what I can see is nine pages and a book. And a book. So (laughs) It's a lot. So we have got all that information coming to you. In just a minute. Okay, so for everybody's favorite part, well, my favorite part. And my favorite part. I don't know if it's your favorite part. Icebreaker. <laughs> oh, sorry. Crew was choking. It's <laughs> a great way to start an episode. Okay. That's like the number one rule at my house. You're not allowed to choke, okay? Seriously. Um, okay, so I actually heard someone, I, well, heard someone, I read on someone's blog, they asked this icebreaker, and I thought it was so funny reading all the responses. So, icebreaker, what is a sign of wealth, like, you thought someone was wealthy when they were a kid, like, nope. When you were a kid, mm-hmm. what was a sign that you thought someone was wealthy? Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, I'll go first to make it better. Okay, perfect. So for me, it was like, if people had toaster strudels at their house, oh. I was like, bro, y'all wealthy. <laughs> and it wasn't actually that I think people were wealthy, but my mom had five kids. And so one box came in a pack of six, and she was like, this just isn't, this just isn't economical for our family. Right. Like, you weren't getting those without a coupon. Okay, <laughs> she was like, one morning, these would be gone. Seriously, and so, I feel that deeply. Yeah, she was like, this is too... And if people had cereal that was in boxes and was actually named, like, Fruit Loops, not Fruityos, you know, like, <laughs> yes. it wasn't in a five-gallon bag. Yes. I was like, wow, what do your parents do for a living? <laughs> That's awesome. So that was mine. I thought you were real rich if you had good cereal. That's so funny. I always thought... I always thought that people were wealthy, and this is, like, for older school. Did y'all ever have, like, in high school, like, a la carte? You could go through the lunch line, or you could go through the a la carte line. Did y'all have that? I was homeschooled. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we, we had, like, hot or cold. Okay. Well, we had, <laughs> we had, like, this a la carte, and then we also had, like, we had, like, little, like, nah, I can't, it's, like, a little, like, kiosks mm-hmm. of different foods that you could go get. I always went through the hot lunch line. I'm, like, just getting my lunch. But I was like, those people who went to the kiosks every day or like the a la carte just those to get the extra I'm like, what are y'all getting? <laughs> what are y'all getting in those lines? How do you ask your parents for that? I didn't get an allowance Mom. either, so I didn't. I only got money when I needed it. So they were getting an allowance and an a la carte allowance. It feels like it. Double. Double allowance. <laughs> I do remember though when Double I got my car when I was 16, my dad gave me a $20 bill every week to fill it up. And it only cost me $16 to fill out my Camry. And so I was like, yes, $4. $4. (laughs) That's amazing. Four extra dollars. But I didn't spend it on the whole cart line. I didn't. I would go spend it on the uh, sausage and cheese kolaches in the gas station. That Mm. was always a treat. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Do I get to do the icebreaker? We made it. Oh, my gosh. So... I always, whenever people had double doors at the front, like not just one door, one front door, but they had the two. I was like, oh, they got two knobs. They must be rich. (laughs) They got two Two incomes here. (laughs) Or daddy makes bank. I'm like, what's your your dad do? Seriously. Is he a pilot? Like that was like the most (laughs) extreme job. Or if they had two sets of stairs, like 
Oh, one in the front, yeah. but then there's a set of stairs like in the back of the I house still that think comes that. down to the kitchen. I like Seriously, I'm like, I, yeah. I grew up in a trailer park, so I'm like, all of these sound, things sound I mean, if you have me. stairs. <laughs> if you have stairs, it's but, a like, big deal. I have dreams still to this day where there's like a lot of sets of stairs in nice houses. Nice. So I like really relate, I guess, wealth to stairs. You know what? Our so, I think our amazing. children relate wealth to stairs too because I feel like we have a, a very good amount of space in our home oh yeah you know like it's a it has a great floor Mm -hmm. plan it's it's a lot of space we're really grateful for it but our children are like mom dad when are we gonna move into like a mansion i'm like what's a mansion and they'll name a couple of friends and i'm like they all they just have stairs it's probably the same amount of square feet. It's just they have stairs. Do you tell them that a slab actually costs more than the two-story <laughs> house? You're like, listen, a one-story is very expensive. Gosh, they're just it's like, amazing. when are we going to move to a house with a second floor? I'm like, when you start cleaning up your mess. Okay. That's still so on me funny. mostly. I'm not going up those stairs. <laughs> that was fun. Crew? Oh, good one. He ha- he answered the icebreaker, too. Thank you, crew. He's like, I don't know yet. I'm just cute in here. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and introduce our friend. So, Dylan Kennard, hey. Midnight Ministries, brand new Brand new. Thing I'm into the first on. month of my launch, which has been awesome. I mean, it's been so great. Okay, which, so tell us about you, and then tell us yeah. about how it all started. Yeah, so, okay, so I'm uh, a, a 31-year-old grandma, so... <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's my favorite fact about you. <laughs> So I have a, I have, so I have two, two children. I have a 19 year old daughter and an almost four year old son. And so, um, and so that doesn't really, I mean, if you're good at math, you might feel like you're not good at math because you're like, how does that work out? So, um, one, one came from me and one came into my life. So, um, my daughter, we adopted when she was 17 and at the time she had a one year old. And so I became uh, instant mom to a teen mom and instant grandma all in basically a matter of a few months. But we don't call you grandma. No, 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 no. no. He calls me Minnie. Minnie. It's Minnie. my favorite. Kind of like Minnie Mouse. I love it. So my nieces and nephews call me Aunt Minnie. And so when they started calling me that, I was like, whenever I become a grandma, I want to be Minnie. Yeah, just and then Minnie. the next day you became a grandma. <laughs> the next day. <laughs> I was like, hey, next year when I'm a grandma. <laughs> That's my favorite fact ever. <laughs> but been married for almost 12 years. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it, and you know, my, my kids are a huge, a huge inspiration as to what has spurred on why Midnight Ministries now, yeah. like why not? Like, you know, I've almost been a decade into my recovery. Mm-hmm. So, so why, why now? So I, I can go into that now or later, but, um, I'm super passionate about their generation and how one day their generation will be leading the church. So my vulnerability, my transparency and my healing is so important because one day, like my 19 year old daughter's generation will be the leaders of the church for my four year old. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, so what is her heart? What is her heart? How is her heart being led? How is her generation of her heart being led to where my four year old will know the Lord and will know Jesus and be walking and following in him and super obedience. So that's why I'm, I love, like her generation, like these older teenagers, mm-hmm. that was when I struggled with pornography the most. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's when I also needed the answers. I actually wanted the answers. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of here to be like, Hey, I'm actually not that far ahead of you. Yes. Just a, about a decade ahead of you. Yes. So that's just a couple steps realistically. And I'm, I'm, it all seems still very real and raw to me. So yeah. I'm to talk about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. That's so awesome. Okay, so how did Midnight Ministries in and of itself start? Like, why Midnight Ministries? Why the name? Why Instagram? What are all those questions? (laughs) It was funny because it was kind of, um, I would say a little, I'm not going to say impulsive because that's like a, it sounds like a negative thing, but maybe a redeemed impulsive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I, the Holy Spirit push. Like, yeah. Do this. Oh, yeah. So, and I'll say, so 2019 was a big year for my faith. So, obviously, adopting a 17-year-old, like, that took radical obedience. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, a defined moment in my husband and I's life where it was, like, the Lord called us to that obedience. Mm-hmm. So, that was a whole different level of obedience to where... You kind of are like, okay, adopting a 17-year-old, okay, was was hard. Yeah. Sharing your testimony about healing from pornography isn't hard anymore. Yeah. It's like sharing... <laughs> a new perspective. Yeah, I have a new obedience perspective. Yeah. And so I was really just sitting in church one day, and I'll be honest, my brain is really like 
I brainstorm a lot when I'm listening to my pastor. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, he's a good pastor. Yeah, a very good pastor. I mean, no, he's so great. He so great. great. But um, I was just like, I looked around. I, I can't remember what he was talking about. And I like looked around and I was like, what if all these people heard my testimony? Like, like what if... I was like, I bet there's as many followers on my Instagram as there are people in these seats. Mm-hmm. And what if I shared my testimony? Like, what? How could that impact? Mm-hmm. And how could how could my story be shared? Um, and at that time, I was struggling at like a very heightened point in my insomnia. Mm-hmm. So I was on this special sleep schedule where I don't go to bed till one a.m. and And so I was like, Hey, tonight I'm gonna do that. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna do that. So. I didn't say anything. I just kind of like started to prepare my heart that day. I, I going back, I would have told my husband. I didn't tell him. <laughs> so, I, and it's not that I was trying to hide anything from yeah. him. I was just like, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing this tonight. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. And so I, I remember I was like, it was midnight, and I was like, I'm gonna do twelve at twelve. Okay. So clever. Twelve at twelve. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Went, I found the best spot of lighting in my garage. Yes. Didn't want to wake anybody up, so it was on the washer instead of on the phone stand. And I was like, press live, which I'd never done a live Instagram before. It's a little intimidating, right? Oh my gosh. Like, it still intimidates me when I have to do a live. And trying to close it out. That's yeah. the worst part. You're like, where's the button? Yeah, right. Yeah, and then I'm like, do I awkwardly get on there and like wait for people to start right. and like pop in? Or do I just start it? But really, he was awake. Yeah, right. But then people me. started joining. Yeah. And then I, yeah, you were awake. I was awake with my insomnia. <laughs> so I was like, so anyway, that's how it started. Literally started in my garage uh, at midnight that's for awesome. 12 minutes. 12 minutes of midnight. Yeah. Sharing your testimony. Just being like, hey, this is when I was exposed. Hey, it's how the Lord worked in my life. Hey, I'm going to do this again tomorrow, yeah. I guess. Like, okay. Okay, cool. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yep. Okay, that is awesome. And so since all of this, you have really dug in to, like, figure out there's, like, statistics out there. There's research. There's, like, science-based methods. Right. I don't know when exactly you figured it all out. I don't know if it was in recovery or post-recovery that you're, like, connecting all the dots, but... We're going to get into it. So we, we polled our listeners, um, really our Instagram, and we were just like, hey, we've been hyping up our girl Delenn, Midnight Ministries, for a while. Mm-hmm. We don't want to just ask her what we want to know, but we really want to know what y'all want right. to know. Um, because there is a level of, um, I think, shame around still being in, 100%. Yeah, like shame and guilt and that sin. Mm-hmm. And... Honestly, it's hard to, if, if you don't have a solid community of people that mm-hmm. you're like walking in discipleship with, yep. it's like kind of a random weird thing to be like, mm-hmm. hey, you want to go get coffee? Also, like, how's the porn in your life? Like, yeah. do you watch that? Am I not supposed to watch? You know what I mean? It's like, right. how do you branch this subject if you don't have deep relationship? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what we're about is like, we want to help those people find community, but mm-hmm. in the transition, like, hey, we're here to ask those hard questions. Yep. So all anonymous, our first question is, so how do you address your partner watching porn? And with that, we've got some like, some other like yeah. questions that go with it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool and worth noting that some of the questions we got in, you'll see like there was like five or four different variations yes. of the same question being asked over and over again. So I thought that was like one really cool and telling of like, just like where our like, where people really are with porn, like, with pornography, and just, like, how evident and frequent it is in people's lives. Like, it wasn't just, like, three or four people wrote us in questions. Like, this first question, there was five different variations of it. Do you want me to ask all five variations? I think it's, I think it'd be really cool to say them out loud, just so people could hear it. Okay, okay, so before you answer, here we are. So then, so we have another one. How do you address, um, our partner being addicted to pornography? How to address watching porn when your spouse believes it's no big deal? How do you support a loved one who struggles with this? So all Mm -hmm. about these, like, I'm assuming marriages, Mm -hmm. um, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's a loved one. Maybe it's a sister. Maybe it's a roommate. Yeah. So how do we go about that? Yep. So I, I, I love the questions because they were actually a lot more marriage heavy than I anticipated. But I thought, like, how incredible because that is where the Lord really revealed that I needed the healing. Okay. And really revealed that outside of my singleness, now in marriage, that I was still very broken by this and I was still very addicted to this. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's funny, I, I have all these like 
I'm a, I'm a, I like try to put in jokes and I'm really funny. But when I was preparing for this, I like made a note to myself to be like, hey, like, you'll hear that humor is a part of who I am, uh-huh. but, but I'm not disregarding that there is also a lot of hurt yeah. here in this subject, yeah. yes. that this is a heavy topic for people. This is maybe a topic that has, has really broken relationships and you, and pe- somebody may be in the midst of that right yeah. now. Yeah. So uh, I'd say all this from a place of like, I have been there mm-hmm. and I, I understand, um, that there are points of like awareness and then there are points of like devastation. Yeah. And so there may be somebody that's asking like, Hey, I'm asking for awareness. And there may be somebody that's asking because I'm actually in a place of devastation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, I am that spouse that I wasn't, I wasn't brave enough to come out and be like, Hey, I've got an addiction to porn. Yes. It was, it was my husband catching me watching porn mm-hmm. and and you'll notice I'm like super transparent like mm-hmm. I just kind of tell it exactly the way it was sometimes that's a bad thing but you know <laughs> yeah you know whatever and so so you know people may know me now being like oh I would be brave enough but that's not the case like I actually was not um the Lord had to follow through with that on my behalf because I needed to be rid of that sin mm-hmm. and so it was my husband catching me watching that. And, and now some people may listen and be like, Oh, I'm sure he was like super into that. And like, and like, you know, like that, that's not, that is not how that plays that out. Not, the not, in, not in any marriage. Like that is an, again, an illusion yes. of, of the scenarios. And that actually ended up leading to him feeling inadequate mm-hmm. and betrayed mm-hmm. and, and inferior, like ways that, um, again, that, that devastate you on a, on a spirit level. Yeah. Not, you know, and so, so yeah, so I think that there's, um, I think there's a way to approach this from, I think we have to talk about it inside of marriage Mm -hmm. and then talk about it inside a dating relationship and then inside a friendship. So Mm -hmm. I think there's different ways to kind of talk about it. Um, but so I think that there's like, what do you do if they just keep watching? Like, what if you do, if they're like, if they keep watching and they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm fine with watching porn. Um, I will say like, like we can't always assume that, that they know all the details. Right. I didn't know all the details. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure y'all will hear details. Like when I talk about it today, that you're like, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that it's like, it's easy. Like it's super easy to watch porn. Like it is so easy. It is free. It's searchable. It feels good. Like if, if you just like basings on simple stuff, and our whole culture says mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. 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 So, so I would start with like a softening of your heart mm-hmm. to be like, they probably just don't know the details. Mm-hmm. I think there there's another layer of that to where to where there that might be different. But I think as a wife, we like if you're in a marriage and you can't go into it being like, oh, now that I know the details, they must know them, and so they must be like right. bad and leading this, leading their life in this, and that they may just be at a place where they I, need the same awareness that anybody's I, exposed to it as them. Right. So. Um, it, I, I think the first question obviously is like, if they're watching, it's like, well, d- do they know the Lord? Obviously, like starting with a place of relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I think that obviously knowing the Lord is super important into re- getting healing and recovery, knowing yes. these facts. Um, but, but what if they do it again? So I think like, what if they're like, well, I'm just, it's not a big deal. Um, like I need to just, I'm just going to keep watching. Then like, I, how do we approach that? So, like, First Thessalonians 5.14, it talks about, like, um, like admonishing the unruly, encouraging the faint-hearted, helping the weak, be, being patient. And so mm-hmm. I think that we have to um, come in a place with gentleness when we rebuke people, mm-hmm. especially in this. But that's really hard when you're angry and hurt. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, like I'm if I'm angry and hurt, like... I, I don't know. And especially in this where I feel like I've been betrayed mm-hmm. or, and I don't feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. Like, like we have to really ask ourselves, and even like fast over a period of time yeah. before that of like, Hey, do, can I have the Holy spirit more than I have my hurt spirit? Yes. Yeah. And, and be able to be like, okay, can I approach this on, on like here one-on-one? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think starting with a conversation of being real about how that makes you feel. Mm-hmm. So, so again, coming with gentleness, but when my husband and I talked about this last night, he's like, you as the, 
you know, if you want to say victim, but you as the other person, you have to express how that made you feel. Mm -hmm. You have to express like, this is how this makes you feel. And you have to know this regardless if you think it's a big deal, Mm -hmm. like you have to experience or hear the consequence of these actions on how this makes me feel. Yes. Um, and, and then if it's still not a big deal, like, I mean, we, we went to counseling for this, right? So first year of our marriage, you know, recovering from this, we actually had to work through actual counseling to go through this, which is hard to find. Right. And I have recommendations for that. But, um, if you can't come to a place of a gentle spirit and being able to have the Holy Spirit instead of your broken spirit, I should say even starting with counseling versus conversations in isolation. Okay. Because conversations in isolation, again, um, they, they can feel that it just is, it just, you have to, you have to base that on your own relationship, right? On, 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 and you can't, obedience does not determine the outcome. Yeah. So so true. You know, Mm -hmm. so you have to be like, okay, am I able to be obedient in this moment Mm -hmm. to have a gentle spirit, to be able to share how I'm vulnerable and Mm -hmm. share how I'm hurt, Mm -hmm. but also being patient with this person that they may not be aware of, of the devastation of this. Or they may Um, not care. But may need to, may need to express those things in the uh, place of accountability with a counselor or with your, if, if, I mean, a lot of people aren't engaged in community groups or, you know, like, so, I mean, I I would love for that to be the case. Yes. Often that's not the case. Right. So. But is that a good place to go? If if they are involved, like in a community group or, um, you know, have some type of accountability partner or a couple that has walked alongside them or that they know that that's been their story, like uh, that to me would be like the perfect case scenario um, if they could. Yes. Yeah. So how to address it, like if you, if your spouse still thinks it's no big deal, again, bringing awareness on it is, is, is so important. So I think that having a conversation starter, Mm kind of like an icebreaker, right? Like it's hard to bring up, like, (laughs) like, how do I bring this up? You know, what's your embarrassing moment of the week? Hey, also I learned some stuff about porn this week. You know, like, like how do you ease into that? Yeah. How do you ease into that? That doesn't make them feel like, oh, great. Here's this topic again. And I think as a wife, like we honestly have a little like, oh gosh, they're going to think I'm insecure. They're going to think that I'm this. Like you have a little shame in bringing it up because you feel like it has become about you. Um, Mm -hmm. But really it is if you make it about, make it about the porn in isolation. Don't even make it about your spouse. Like make it about the topic. Don't make it about, about them, about you. So saying something like, just saying that, like, hey, I learned some new things about porn this week would you be willing to watch a 10 minute video with me oh yeah and so i i there's this 10 minute video um so a lot of my research that i've known and things that walked me out of addiction are from um my previous church in dallas mm-hmm. called watermarks they have a 10 minute video mm-hmm. 10 minutes or less called the real truth real quick mm-hmm. um if porn doesn't hurt anybody then why is it bad okay and so it is it's it's and it's a you know it's a very it's a very great message it's a very like initial groundbreaking get your brain start moving message okay that is um it's 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 really good is so it something I, that we can link for people yeah oh okay. yeah absolutely great. they also have other other videos on there like like you'll hear me talk about like masturbation like is masturbation a sin what about bondage in in the bedroom okay. like how is that like how do you approach that as a christian like mm-hmm. all these like hot topics yes. that that honestly, we lean on our own understanding for those things because mm-hmm. we think nobody's answered them. Yeah, right. that's good. And so I think that that's like so important. It's like, hey, we can't just keep leaning on our own. Like, hey, so what do we do about this? Yeah. It's like they, they've they actually approached those things, which has allowed me freedom to approach them even further okay. and to be able to share in that. So I think saying that, like, hey, I learned some new stuff about porn. Hey, would you watch this 10-minute video with me? Nice. And, and being like, okay, it's 10 minutes. Cool. Yeah. You know, like I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think that's a great, a great way. Uh, I think somebody brought up even to, or I'll, I'll wait till you okay. read that question. Okay. 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 I won't jump ahead. I'll just get so excited about some of these. <laughs> okay. okay. We can keep going. We can keep going. Okay. Question two. Do you feel 
the phone switch. Like, it was like going landscape to horizontal. Do you, th- is that the same? Landscape and horizontal? Vertical mm. and horizontal. There you, go. there you go. Do you feel like it's more common for people to lie about it out of shame than to talk about it, even if the conversation is safe? Oh my gosh, that was my next one. Okay. I just kind of kept going. Look at you. You are you. I, I must have made my notes like on the format of the notes so of the questions. Um, oh, lying is the best. Lying is so easy. Like, it's so easy to lie. <laughs> it is so easy to lie. So I'll tell you this story. Uh, can I tell a story? Please. Please. Okay, great. Okay. Stories. So I have had, um, I've had, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a sin of secrecy since mm-hmm. a young age. Okay. So I always wanted a reptile growing up. As some of y'all know, I have a bearded dragon. Well, yes. my, my, my... <laughs> My three-year-old got a bearded dragon a year ago, and now he's four and still can't hold a bearded dragon. So guess whose bearded dragon it became? Mine. <laughs> Mama's. Yeah. So I always wanted um, a reptile growing up, and one of my friends was getting rid of their iguana, and I was like, oh, this is perfect. But I was like, mm, can't ask my dad. He would say no way. Right. So I'm one of 11 kids, so I grew up in this big like seven-bedroom, six-bathroom house. I was on the top. So only one set of stairs. Yeah. So <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yes, exactly. Three flights, but one, one set. set. <laughs> real sad, real poor, real, uh, poor. <laughs> real poor. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I have this little closet kind of storage spot in my room. I'm just going to keep my iguana in there. You're so stinky. Mm, I guess, but oh. so are children. So okay, we kind of, okay. we kind of helped each other out, you know. <laughs> You're like, hey, it's not a big won't deal. Be able to tell. Oh I also had a cat in my room. No. I'm just saying, and a sugar glider. Stop. So this was lane. not my first rodeo. <laughs> yeah, I know how to keep an animal secret. <laughs> like, listen, I am running a pet store up here. That's hilarious. My mom never came upstairs, so mothers. Go, go to upstairs. your kids' rooms. <laughs> Please go to your kids' rooms. Things your mom never did go upstairs. That's yeah. Hilarious. Always make it your territory. <laughs> so oh so I get this iguana and I I put her, I named her a biblical name because oh, I'm obviously following biblical guidelines yeah, yes, here. So her go. name was Gethsemane. Um because <laughs> I could spell that. You could never. I could barely say it. No, I just called her guess. Okay. Okay. So I hid her in this little closet and I was like, my dad will never find her. And which he didn't. He didn't find her for like six months. That's a long time. Too long. Your parents should have been up in your room. I know. I'm just saying my children don't have each other's backs like that. Somebody brings something into their, except for the window. Except for the window. That window. It's still broken. Uh, Still don't know who it is. Yeah, they still don't know. So you your, kid, your kids got each other's backs. They're not playing around. Sometimes they always tattle on each other. <laughs> always. Okay, sorry to interrupt. No, no. It's six a, months, your dad did not find six it. Six months. And then, so it was in this little storage part that you could get to the roof by. And so my dad needed to check the roof. <gasps> and so he goes in there. I've had it for like six That's months. Hilarious. He's like, what is this? Did he blow up? He, he actually didn't. I mean, maybe he blew up to my mom. Okay, yeah. Maybe she saved me a little mm-hmm. bit. Um... But here's the twist of the story. So the iguana gets out. Oh, no. And then we don't find her for 11 years. 11, 11 years? 11 years. So this, I mean, it's like 11 years goes by. I in mean, your like, house? In my house. <laughs> so she gets out in like 2001, 2012 rolls by. It's a whole decade. My dad's in the roof again, and he finds this carcass of this iguana. No. <laughs> it is like escaped into the attic. Escaped into the, like the like yeah like the park kind of close by. A and um, listen, they don't they don't like they don't oh, what's the word? They like don't, disintegrate. Yeah, thank you. I was looking for that word, but I didn't think that was the right word. But <laughs> close enough. I don't know what else to say. They don't smush and go away okay. when they. So it was all Disgusting. still intact, That's- like. Her skin. Oh, my gosh. So, my dad is kind of a comedian. I guess you'd have to be with 11 kids. He <laughs> takes it downstairs, and he kept it on top of this lamp in the entry hall for years. It's like your mummified friend. Yes. And I think it was honestly like a little bit of a reminder yes. of like, dad will always find out. You know? like <laughs> Even if it takes a decade. Yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. I'm sure like, why are you telling this story, Delenn? But... 
I, the, I just have this spirit of lying. And so that, the, that story reminds me so much of like this sin is okay. except for like, I didn't have an iguana, like pornography is not iguana. So it's a different, I, I thought when I got into this, like I had a little iguana, like that's cool. I can hide it. Yeah. But really I didn't know enough about it. And I'd actually got a baby Komodo dragon, oh, yeah. like the most powerful, most venomous lizard you could ever get to where one day it would escape and one day it would seek to like devour me. And I would live in this constant fear because of the secret, because of this lie to be like, who's going to find it? Yeah. Who's going to find out? Yeah. When are they going to find out? Yeah. And maybe over time, that percentage of secrecy, like that fear may diminish, but it would never go away. Okay. And so like, but then I have a good father yeah. that would also seek to one day find it yeah. because we all know that good dads, they always do. That's right. But that even he would laugh in the face of finding it to be like, yeah, and I'm going to show you that I always find it, but it'll always be dead to me. Like, yes. like this sin will always be dead to me. And so I can like rejoice in that and make, you know, like laugh at it. I'm going to put it on top of a lamp in the entry hall. Of You're the like house. making me teary eyed. That is such a good analogy. Oh, thank you. Oh, so good it, job. Good story. Thanks. I really wanted to share that story and a nip slip story, but I'll save that one for later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so floored that 11 years went by. I yes. Know. 11 L- years. Little Gethsemane up in the attic. <laughs> I'll never at. forget that text from my mom. Or being like, there anymore. Oh no. You no, were out, I'm out like, the house. Oh, yeah, 2012. Yeah, I was ago. married for like three Gosh. years by the time they found this. Oh, that my is gosh. hilarious. So, anyway, yeah, I should have brought it today. Oh. So, okay. Anyway, I'm glad you didn't. so, so lying, lying is easy. Hiding things are easy. Like, lying is the easy route. Like, it yes. takes a level of, uh, it takes submission and surrender of your spirit to be able to move forward in honesty. And I think, like, I think it's, it's amazing. Like it's, it's really crazy for me to experience that I lived dishonesty in my life for 25 years of my life. Yeah. Do you feel like other things in your life came out of that? Like you're saying like, like the, like the secret is there. So do you mm -hmm. feel like other characteristics of yourself were magnified? Like, um, like we would say, we would call like symptoms. Like yep. if there's a, if there's a cancer, mm-hmm. you don't all, you don't look to look at somebody and be like, oh yeah, that's cancer. You'd be like, oh, they're losing weight or, oh, mm-hmm. their white blood cell counts are high, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so do you think that there are symptoms that were magnified in your life in order to like cover up the secrecy, like insecurities mm-hmm. or defensiveness oh, or yeah. all of those things? Yeah. Like, and you posted yesterday the, or you posted earlier in the week, like the depression, mm-hmm. like the links between depression and pornography addiction. When I was the deepest into my pornography addic- addiction, I was the most suicidal. I was the most depressed. I was the most incomplete because I was not in a relationship that would fulfill me. Yeah. Like I was, there was so many other symptoms. There were so many other things that, that because of these lies that I had lived and because of the isolation I had put myself in order to capitalize on my addiction, yes. that, that it was like, I am, that sin had taken me farther than I wanted to go, kept me longer than I wanted yes. to stay and cost me more than I had. Who said that? I did just now, oh, but some really famous one. pastor. I think it was Tim Keller. Right? I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to no, over funny. quote people, no. you know, and say it was me. No, you're hilarious. It was me in that moment, though. It was, so, so Delane said. <laughs> Quotes, and Tim Keller, like, sees us. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, that was actually, me. <laughs> <laughs> our podcast, we wired you up. That's right. Uh, yeah. Man. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to get, I'm going to go to the next question. It says, how do you address pornography inside of marriage? I feel like you've touched on that a little bit, but we have two other questions that kind of go with that. How do you not feel inferior as a spouse? Yep. Uh, Hey, hey, I mean, praise the Lord that you do feel inferior as a spouse. If you didn't feel affected, like, and that's, it may sound crazy, Mm -hmm. but if you didn't feel affected by the pornography, then, then I would question that. Like, like it's okay. I mean, I I say this, like the Lord understands your hurt and he can take your hurt and it is actually appropriate that you feel inferior. Uh-huh. It is appropriate that you feel hurt because that is what this has done. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now it requires healing. It requires okay. steps. So if someone felt like, hey, you watch it, but I feel fine, that would make them not take it seriously yes. and not take steps towards healing when they're and, and not consider that maybe this is something that seeks to destroy my life. Yeah, it's actually mm-hmm. bigger than just the person. Yeah, so that that may be really hard for someone who's really struggling with mm-hmm. that. But I so I would just say like 
nobody understands that more than the Lord Mm -hmm. and devastation and betrayal more than the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so there are so many verses on that. And so he's not, I'm not here. He's not here. I'm not here to preach like over spiritualizing that you feel inferior. I'm saying like, he is present in that. Yes. He's not overlooking. He's present in those moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't let your in, your feeling of inferiority add on. It's it's a it's a good thing. Yeah. It's, in it's like a natural you're, response. You're appropriately responding. Yes. But at the end of the day, I was just thinking. This is my thought process on this. It's like I I feel hurt and I feel inferior. But at the end of the day, this sin isn't just about how I feel right towards it. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day. My husband, my spouse, mm-hmm. is breaking the Lord's heart, mm-hmm. and that's the root of it. That's mm-hmm. that's the root of it. Yeah. So that that is okay to feel. Yeah. It's also okay to shift the focus. Yep. And be like, this is the problem that, like you were saying earlier. Yep. You're like kind of removing that. Yeah. You have to you have to take a stance of humility in it. Like humility is like, and I wrote this down. Like my pastor said this a couple weeks ago, and I've not stopped quoting it. Like, I do not come at you. Um, as a law keeper, but I come at you as a law breaker that has been shown great mercy. So it's like, we feel inferior because we're hurt, but then we also have to take a stance of humility of like, Hey, I have to, I too have been a law breaker. I have been shown great mercy. So I see you, I see that this is breaking the, breaking the law. Yes. Right. Like this is breaking the law, breaking the Lord's heart, breaking my heart. So I am pursuing that great mercy in your life that you would be free from that. That's good. That's really good. Um, the next question is, how do we view sex rightly after years of watching a twisted and perverted version of intimacy? Yeah, and that's real because every rated R movie out, even PG-13 movies, Seriously. have an extent of like mm-hmm. raunchy sex scenes mm-hmm. or raunchy clothing or, or yes. just something that is unnecessary. So you have to continue to, I mean, your heart wants what it's fed. Mm-hmm. So you have to continue to feed it positive things. So that's that sounds very like airy, so practical movies specifically, like what you continue to feed your your eyes with. Yeah. We go to plugged in to watch before we watch any movie. Okay. So plugged in is just a website you can go to, you plug in, you plugged it in. Okay. <laughs> it's so clever. Sorry. And it, yeah. You know, it's like twelve at twelve. It's like 12 midnight, twelve, 12 minutes. <laughs> Um, so you plug in your movie title and it breaks out every type of content. So mm-hmm. I, cause I struggle obviously with sexual content is I go straight to the sexual content blog okay. and, and it just, it will be a couple paragraphs or one of any sexual content in the movie. Okay. This helps rep, like helps me know, like, is this something that will feed me well, or is this something that can be fully avoided? Gotcha. Like, hey, I'm sure Ted 2 is really funny, but you go to that sexual content, like, is it worth it? <laughs> After you scroll 15 paragraphs, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. it's probably not. Probably not, probably not worth your it. movie. But you'd be surprised when going in there how much pornography is actually glorified mm-hmm. in movies. I, yes. You know, like, I went to one and I went to go on a plugged in. I really wanted to see it. I like comedies yes. so much. Yes. They show boobs so much. Okay. You know, like, yes. just cover those things up. What movie? You know? I walked into a movie with, I'm not going to name who they are, but small group leaders and resource leaders as girls. We all went when we were in college. Mm. All these people who I was, like, learning how to walk with Jesus with. And it was a movie. Man, I can't even remember. In the first scenes, like, we walked in, sat down, and it's girls' boobs, girls' boobs, girls' boobs, girls' boobs. And we were like, what is this? <laughs> we have to leave. We walked out, they were like, we're so sorry. I'm like, how did we even know? How could we have known? You're either like, this is really inappropriate, or it's a breastfeeding documentary. I mean, (laughs) which one is this? Only one can allow us to sit through this. It was Wedding Crashers. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The whole first opening. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yep. So, I think Plugged In is one, (laughs) and so... Uh, husband and I talked about these last night because I wanted to, I was like, hey, you know, let's talk through this. What have we done just to kind of really refresh or remind? Um, again, because this is really sensitive information because this is what people are living in every every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so plugged in is something that we do to guard our hearts, guard our eyes, and honestly save us from really uncomfortable situations. Yes. <laughs> Like like that, like you know, that. Yeah. and they do it on movie releases. So next time you're going with your small group, Gosh, you just, just plugged in it. Yeah, no <laughs> plugged in it. Um, but 
so another one um, is to have sex with your eyes open, mm-hmm. which is which um, that's super practical. So retraining your brain to where, whenever you, so again inside of marriage, whenever you climax with a person, that is actually your standard of beauty, yeah. and that's how your okay. brain is trained. So. It, not closing your eyes and limiting the other images that you maybe have trained your brain to experience at that peak of dopamine uh-huh. and at that peak of brain chemical, you mm-hmm. can retrain your brain by keeping your eyes open. That's cool. Yeah. So, so have sex with your eyes open. Look at your partner. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ladies. Not right now. <laughs> we got to turn those lights on. Wait, wait till your summer body hit. <laughs> Okay, you know, what you doing? get you a sex lamp, right? It's a cool little lamp. Yeah. It's not too bright, not too dim. You go find it at Hobby Lobby when it's 50% off, and you go pick out that bulb. We got your sex lights, we got your sex blankets, and then we, we got, got your, your dripsticks. Drip okay. <laughs> Um, probably, probably you need to put uh, the dripstick website awkward essentials into plugged in because no joke. it'll just tell you to shield your eyes shield your eyes and hit order real fast yeah. hey okay so I have one more on that okay am I talking too no, much no you're great okay so uh, one other healthy boundary um if you've had a distortion view right it, sex and porn is super unrealistic but it's really exciting it's mm. erotic they do stuff that's different you know and and so that is something that you really do have to redeem what does what does exciting what does exciting sex look like inside my marriage that mm. isn't um, that isn't vulgar and that isn't abusive yeah. and does not create this culture of like, you know, like seriously, like BDSM, yeah. which is like bondage. I can't remember all these suffocation mm-hmm. that people struggle with that. Yes. And even inside of Christian marriages, like, what do I do with that? Real truth, real quick has one on that. Okay. But you can still have really great and exciting sex, even recovering from pornography that does not include reminders of pornography and that is redeemed yeah. with your spouse. Yeah. So there are there are websites that that are for Christian pleasures like like Christian um I don't want to use the word sex toys but I'm just going to okay. use it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> now that that's Wait, out oh of gosh, what what did Ryan call it in that episode? He didn't say Oh, what did he, he didn't call it? sex toys. He I don't saying, remember. And enhance enhance enhancement. So for <laughs> yes. um for yes. There's like nicer words. Bodily uh I don't know. I'm just going to stop there. Sex okay. toys. <laughs> Please eyes. She's like, "Please stop there." <laughs> So Where are we going? There, there is a website that that Bodily. is for. Bodily. I just heard that. It's <laughs> not gonna say fluid after I promise. Okay. I just said it, but okay. So there's a website for for sex toys for Christians that that includes no images. Awesome. So that's a that's the hardest thing when finding like if you want to spice things up a little bit, mm-hmm. like not being exposed to images for lingerie, yes. for mm-hmm. sex toys, for anything like that, and so. They have, they have things on there, you know, things on there. They have, it's funny, we laughed about last night. They have little, like, do you want to get a little deck of position cards? Uh-huh. They're literally like the Fun. restroom people. Like, the little, like, <laughs> hollowed out stick in. people. And, like, it. one is, like, wearing a skirt. And it's, <laughs> they're. That's amazing. Yeah. It's they're, like, good, it's gentle on your eyes. So okay. not provocative. Not provocative. Yeah. yeah. It's, if you were to get turned on by a bathroom gender determinate yeah. you know, determiner then yeah. that that it may be a problem, a problem. yeah don't, don't get do those. that yeah okay <laughs> people are your thing don't get them don't do it okay that's okay. good that's, that's good um just link it to us send it to, and we'll put it on yeah, our, we'll put everything <laughs> everything into a midnight ministries tab. tab on our link tree okay so those are all good tips those are all good tips lots of stuff that we can look up so um also with this question was how do you have a healthy sex life with your spouse so what would you say is like if you could like wrap it up in like one key thing mm-hmm. to like redeem our sex life? What is that? Yeah, I, I would say communication, like yeah. open communication with each other. Okay, right, open communication, and you know the door. So like the door on Midnight Ministries, like that's like the door to our heart, right? And so constantly having an open door to our spouse yeah. to be able to have that communication regardless of hurt, mm-hmm. regardless of past experiences, regardless of past addictions or exposures, being able to say, hey, in this moment, like in this present moment with you that the Lord created for mm-hmm. us to connect, what does that communication look like? And just being in that moment in isolation. Okay. Okay. I love it. Okay. Moving on. When you have a hard day, how do you turn to Jesus instead of pornography? So... 
that is like the the best way to fall into temptation is having a hard day. So moments of depression, you've had a hard day, maybe you didn't eat all day. You could be hungry and want to watch pornography. I mean, that is like the one of the a trigger point. So you have to understand the triggers um, and know what is this. So we have a little fighting five card. Love it. This is something that you would put, um, you could, it's a size of a business card so you could carry it in your wallet. You could put it on a place of where you're most tempted tempted like a nightstand uh-huh. wherever your that laptop. might be your laptop yes and you, you can put it stickers well look thank yeah listen, listen i know y'all can't <laughs> see this but so i have like this packet so it's a midnight ministries packet um and so this is your what i call the barrier packet so you have several different types of barriers so if you've had a hard day you have to start thinking through i've had a hard day what are the barriers i need to put in place yes. and barriers are practical things like we want to say, yeah, turn to Jesus and just, right. yeah, just go and pray. Right. Yeah. Just go and pray. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, but hey, in the, in the moments, like if you're hungry, you go eat, you yeah. don't just think good thoughts about food and just That's be right. like, okay, there's an action. Yeah. You mm-hmm. need to take some action. So these are different barriers. So it, it comes, you can put a sticker on your laptop, sticker on the back of your phone. You could put this fighting five little card on your nightstand in your wallet, wherever and then there's also barrier bands. So these barrier bands, they're just like wristbands that go on your, you know, if you were to go to... Like a, a carnival. A carnival. I was just about to say that. And I was like, do people do that anymore? Sure they do. A concert. Sure. Pre-COVID. A concert. Pre-COVID. Yes. Bless it. Um, and you actually put this on your phone. And, and so what barriers do is that they aren't some magic trick. They aren't right. like you want to lose weight, take a weight loss pill. Right. They aren't that. They are supplemental to your fight. Yes. So if you're yeah. serious about fighting, you have to create, you have to put something else in the process that will allow your brain that's been trained. Mm-hmm. I'm stressed. I'm tired. I'm depressed. I'm starting to increase dopamine. I want to watch porn. Mm-hmm. You have to put something in there that allows for a small time lapse for you to retrain and rethink through that. Did you call it a brain block earlier or a chain block? Uh, they both sound great. Okay. <laughs> She's like, mm, I'm pick. very original. I don't say things twice. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. It just reminded, it gave me this mental picture of like this link leads to this link. Yes. Leads to this yes. link. Break we those chains. Break, break it at some point yep. so that you're, break every chain. there you go. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, you put this barrier on your phone. It actually, How does that do? it's I'm actually really annoying to have on your phone, oh. but guess what? Watching pornography is really annoying for your heart. There you go. Yeah. So, so you put it, sorry, you put it this way. So you put it on your phone. Okay. And so so you can still access your phone. If you if I had a hard day, I would actually keep this on there all night okay. until I woke up the next morning or just kept it on there for a little bit because a lot of people won't sleep without their phone. Yeah. I won't sleep without my phone. And so, but that is, this is, this is the place that yes. we, that we mm-hmm. lose our battles. Yes. And so having this on here, um, it comes with one that says fight and then four that are just plain. Having this on here will you're not going to have as ease of access. You're going to have so to good. move around this. Okay. So what if, so we'll show a picture of this. We'll try to post a picture yeah. of this kit. Um, but this, this bracelet she has, instead of it around her wrist, she's going to tape it around her phone, right in the middle yep. of her screen. And so when she's like working around her phone, that's there. So for mm-hmm. those of you who aren't, all of you who aren't seeing what we're seeing yeah. right now. <laughs> and especially during nighttime. And I think that's the whole key is that you really should. So I know a lot about sleep now because sleep was kind of not my jam for a long time. Yeah. So you should be off your phone at night anyway. A lot of times when we can't sleep and we're tempted, we get on our phones. Yeah. This is another barrier to help you be like, hey, it's not easy to be on my phone. Shouldn't be on it. Right. So and so Midnight Ministries, I have a lot of things on there of like what to do then. Like you should get out of bed. Things that you can do that it that can increase your dopamine. Mm-hmm. Yes, going to the Lord, but going to the Lord with music playing. Yeah. Going to the Lord like in, in other ways that are super physically stimulating of mm-hmm. you, increasing your dopamine just in a way that is holy, like yeah. in a way mm-hmm. that is good. Yeah. So it versus, you know, feeling kind of unorganic or not natural. Yeah. So yeah. that's good. Okay. Super um, cool. Okay. So we've talked about how to break it. How, what do we do if the, if, if we're having a hard day? So basically that is kind of this other question says, how set do up barriers. Break? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Set up the barriers mm-hmm. and how do you break those habits? You put some type of brain block. <laughs> yeah. Chain block in. Brain chain block. Okay. And what's your kit called again? Uh, the, Midnight Ministries packet. Okay. <laughs> I call it the barrier packet. Barrier packet. Yeah, I call okay. it the barrier packet. So okay. that's what it needs to be because it is. So basically, on, and you can't see it again, but on the on the little card, it's like five steps when you're feeling tempted to walk 
through the temptation yes. and walk out of it. Okay. So we're going to actually give 10 of those away for our April giveaway. So 10 lucky people will get this little block, barrier block, brain block. Barrier packet. Midnight. Yeah, packet. Um, it, okay. You have another uh, thing? Oh, no. I'll save it. Okay. Um, so how do you date when you're in the thick of battling a porn addiction? And how do you deal with seeing a guy or a girl and your thoughts immediately go back to those images? Yep. So uh, I, I, whoever asks this, I love you so much. And I say this with a gentle, a super gentle spirit and a loving, empathetic spirit. But if you are battling a pornography addiction, you shouldn't date. Mm -hmm. Okay. You shouldn't date. Like this is not a place. Like if you are in a dating, if you're in a place where you want to pursue marriage Mm -hmm. and you have hurt or addictions or a lack of forgiveness in an area, like these are, these are things that are detrimental to who you need to be as a spouse and you have to rid those right like you have to get rid of those so if you have a porn addiction don't you can't date and and I say that lovingly I struggle the most in singleness and I actually think I preserved my pornography addiction to save it because I didn't know when singleness would end Uh. so I kept it longer than it should have been around because I thought well I'm single like yes. this is keeping me pure, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm keeping, not right. I'm keeping my body count low. Like I'm, you know, nobody knows, yes. but that's not the case. And that's a lie. And, and it is a lie. we mm-hmm. know that, right? Mm-hmm. We know that that's a lie and it, and it will not stop there. Okay. So this is your time to be free. This is your time to get into healing. And then you really will be able to bless somebody as a spouse yeah. whenever you move into dating and dating intentionally yes. to move into marriage. And I think the lie also is that you won't need it anymore. You yeah. can just simply let it go when you're married or when you're dating. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let that be what you're holding on to. It's the sin. You're no longer what you said. It's like, it's taken you too far. And now it's yeah. got a hold of you when you can let go all you want mm-hmm. to, but if you're not walking it out and yeah. being healed of it, it's got its grips on you. Yeah. And it, it because in, in the practicality of it, you've trained your brain to think that way. This is not a, this is not like a, I'm not close to the Lord moment. This is a, this is how the Lord made my brain and I've trained my brain to react and respond and desire something. So now I have to undo that. I have to heal from that, which is also a process. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this is not a, you know, this is, it's a constant, constant surrender, a constant process. And how much hope is in that statement just right there? I'm like, if you can train our brains for like this, this something that is so devastating and so hurtful. That also means the opposite is true, that the Lord has created us to train our brains for something that is righteous and good and holy. Right. And what you said, we are going to crave what we consume. Yes. I think you said that earlier. And so it's like, hey, we start consuming the good things. Right. We're going to start craving the good things. Absolutely. There's so much promise in that. That's right. I think we're to our last question. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so this is kind of a big question. Yeah. What are your thoughts about masturbation and how to stop? Good one. Oh, I just realized we didn't address that if your mind instantly goes there whenever you see the guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, high five to you, whoever you are. Your brain works well and your body works well. If you you have a sexual desire about somebody that you're attracted to, that is going to be awesome when you're married. That you would desire, you would have instant desire towards a spouse. Just don't stay there, right? Like, we learn to look away. Mm -hmm. Like, learn to move past that quickly. Mm -hmm. Quickly, quickly learn to move past that. Mm -hmm. So, so kind of think in your mind, like, like if you saw a raunchy billboard and you saw it, you wouldn't sit there and continue to look at it knowing that. You would look away quickly and know that. So have the awareness Oh, I just thought that. Oh, okay. Body's working great. Turn away. Great, yeah. Body's working great. <laughs> Body's working great. Turn away. High five, high five yourself for having a good brain. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay. So the last one. So masturbation. I have another funny story, but I don't want it to take too long. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So one time, everybody remember landlines? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The long so, cords. The mm-hmm. long cords. But you know how, okay, so again, 11 kids. I'm upstairs. <laughs> Your cord didn't reach that far? Well, we all have phones on the floors, but you know, you remember you could pick up the phone and someone was on the phone, but oh, oh you're yeah. on the phone, hang up the phone. Yeah, or push mute. <laughs> yes. Or just cover it up really quiet and, and hold your breath. There was phones where you'd be like, doop, when you picked up the phone. Yes. But I'm on the phone, mom. Yes. But there was a phone in our house that didn't do that. Yeah. So my dad picked up the phone one day when I was asking my friend, talking to my friend, I'd gone in a retail store. It was um, like big and tall. It was like for big and tall men. Okay. And it was these pair of boxers that had fishing lures on them. Uh-huh. And the crotch said masturbator on it. Master. 
Baked. No. <laughs> and so uh-huh. I was telling my That's friend hilarious. and my dad, oh, no. ultra conservative, oh, right? No. You would, we don't say. He's never had sex. <laughs> you would never say bad words. <laughs> Literally, never. Not even 11 times. Not 11 times. Um, <laughs> and so I'm telling my friend, like, hey, I was in this store and I saw these shorts. And my dad must have picked up that phone right when I said master bader. Oh, no. And so a few seconds goes by and I hear. Uh, Delenn, why don't you come downstairs? Oh, no. And so, you know, Marty about to poop my pants walking <laughs> down the stairs. And he's like, hey, uh, what did you say on that call? And, you know, always gave me the opportunity to tell the truth. That's totally never right, did. Yeah. You know, <laughs> never did. What a good dad. What a good dad. Uh, and I was like, I said, uh, alligator. And that's the only word I could think that might have rhymed with masturbator. <laughs> he's like, you said alligator. I'm like, yeah, I said alligator. We were talking about alligators. alligators. And <laughs> he's like secret reptiles. He's like, okay, well, uh, just know that I heard your conversation about alligators. And I'm like, great, they're cool creatures. <laughs> right upstairs. <laughs> he's like, I just want you to know that I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? He probably got in bed that night and was like, oh, babe. Dylan is talking about masturbating. I know. Not no context for what you're talking. No, you know what I mean? No context. I'm like, I just saw a pair of boxers. Right, right. You know? They're like, get on your hands and knees. We gotta start lifting her up. He probably would have been like, you were looking at men's underwear. Right, right. Like, great. Now Why she's were some you weird even fetish. You know. <laughs> Haven't even been exposed to porn at that point. So. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so hey, the root of the word of masturbator. It's kind of funny. I look. I like to look up roots of words. Okay, I don't know this. Yeah, it's so it's uh, hand diminish, destroy, disturb. So so isn't that weird? It's yeah. kind of eerie, right? Yeah, like, so eerie. It's so when I go punch people, I'm like, oh, masturbator. No, I'm just kidding. Hand destroy. Hand destroy. Delan the masturbator. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's your new nickname for your dudes. My fight name. Yeah. Um, sorry. Please don't. Okay. <laughs> So, but I thought that was crazy that, you know, that, that that would be kind of the root of the word. Now, hey, that also sounds a little shamey, right? When you think about this, like, oh my gosh, I'm destroying, diminishing, diminishing in my hands. It is, it is, so here's some stats. Like as far as I'm, it, 95% of men struggle with masturbation, 89% of women, Okay. 70% of those same genders inside of marriage. Wow. So this is not um, this is not something that anyone needs to feel alone in, mm-hmm. that they need to feel shame by. Um, it's not it's not unavoidable. But the the Lord does not, of course, the Lord does not det- does not tempt us. You know, our desires our desires do though provide us a way of escape. Yeah. So he does not he does not cause a temptation, but he does give us a way of escaping. Mm-hmm. And so we have to remember that the. Um, like again, like the same with pornography, we are training our brain to be self-sufficient and efficient. Okay. So we have to that it's not it's the process, right? That our, we're training our brain to respond to a certain way to it never be enough. A lot of people try to counter the conversation with, "Well, what if I'm not lusting when I'm masturbating?" Mm-hmm. And, and again, like it's that it's you're practicing and you're training your your brain, your dopamine levels to respond to to you like an act, a self act, and then it won't be enough. Like it, it's it's this practice of okay, well, what what happens after? 20 times then and you take it to another level I mean Mm -hmm. it is not it's like it's not the act of cocaine or heroin of like actually do you know putting it wherever you put it or snorting it it's what it does to your body yeah and so I think that we have to think about that whenever we're asking the masturbation question like in singleness specifically um like like what am I doing here what am I training what am I asking my brain to respond to Mm -hmm. and knowing my brain eventually it won't be enough Mm -hmm. so this is a great gateway to move me into needing something else needing something else and that could be fantasizing Uh that could be creating a scenario Mm -hmm. again those secret the secrecy of creating fantasies that can build that or moving to moving to pornography Mm -hmm. to entice that Mm -hmm. So we just have to really, really consider those things when walking through that. Um, and then again, like the, like the, you know, our barrier packet, like walking through, well, why am I feeling, feeling this at this moment? 
And honestly, it's great that you feel that way. It's great to have those urges. Again, that is a blessing to a marriage. That is a blessing that you would feel that way. And that is proving your body is actually working working well. Yes. Yeah. So I think we should be actually come from a place of gratefulness versus feeling shame for feeling it. Mm-hmm. And be like, if you respond and turn it around, instead of being like, okay, I'm feeling this way, and starting to feel anxious and panicked because you're feeling tempted to masturbate. And turning around, being like, Hey, thank you, Lord, that I'm feeling this way. Okay, need to get out of bed. Yeah, moving on. Okay, need to get out of bed. I need to, need to move, remove this trigger. Mm -hmm. I need to, like, what? Like, it usually is often, like, going to bed and not really being tired yet Mm -hmm. and being in bed or not sleeping. And so often just getting up and getting out of bed. Mm -hmm. Um, Think about how the world would change if more, if people prayed every time they felt the urge to masturbate. Like, like just think like if we spent that time in prayer and that may sound like too airy cloudy for some people, like, okay, you want me to pray instead of masturbate? Hey, that is a great opportunity though. Yeah. Seriously. Use some of those dopamine stimulating things, you know, that, that would really, really work to again, reward yourself differently because masturbation and singleness is going to follow you into marriage. That is something that, that will always, that it's not going to go away. And I think that's a lie that is singleness. That we believe. Yeah. See? Even crew agrees. He's like, Super this upsets sad. me. This upsets me. <laughs> okay. So that was, that was our, our final question for part one. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of stuff to chew on. Lots of stuff to uh, dig into. Um, I know you probably have. Do you have any more statistics in those notes of yours? Oh, you know, I'm probably just saving them for next time. Okay. Well, I, no, I, I, I do have a lot, a lot more to, so I think the heavy focus of this one, was talking about marriage and partners, like mm-hmm. marriage partners. And so I think in the next one, I really want to talk more about the details of what the pornography industry really is, Okay. Mm-hmm. like what that really is. And let's really break the chain in awareness, mm-hmm. break those chains, mm-hmm. break the chains mm-hmm. in awareness of actually knowing what it is and not believing the lie of that. This is just for sex and pleasure. Yeah. Like that's, I, right. that's, that's what we really need to talk about and, and a little bit more on exposure. So because there is an industry behind yes. all this. hundred yeah. percent. Okay. All right. Well, we can't wait to get back into that. Um, Thanks for listening today, guys. Happy Friday. Hope you have a great weekend. Um, Our prayer is always that this is this this conversation is encouraging and it's challenging. And as always, DM us if you have questions. Yes, and we'll not see you, but talk to you in a week. That's right. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us today on Harvest. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening platform. And come hang out with us on Instagram. And as always, thanks for listening.